It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan on today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard but it's now your turn to have your say what did you make of the results this afternoon and what are you thinking ahead of two cracking games tomorrow as well let's do some full-time scores first in the Premiership, Dundee 1, St Mirren 1 Hearts 0, Kilmarnock 1, St Johnson 4 Hamilton 0 into the Championship Air United 1, Queen of the South 1 Dunfermline 0, Falkirk 1 Morton 0, Alloa 2 Partick Thistle 0, Inverness Cali Thistle 1 and Ross County 0 Dundee United 1 Into League 1 it's our broth 2, Montrose 0 Brecon 4, Forfort 0 Dumbarton 2, Stenhouse Muir 1 East 5, 2, Wraith Rovers 1 and Stranraer 1, Airdrie 2 Scottish League 2, Albion Rovers 1 Edinburgh City 2 Annan nil, Cowdenbeath 2 Clyde 1 Stirling Albion 1 Elgin City 2 Berwick 4 And Queen's Park 2 Peterhead nil. Just quickly on to the English Premier League Cardiff 2 Brighton 1 Huddersfield 1 West Ham 1 Leicester 0 Burnley 0 Newcastle 2 Bournemouth 1 And Southampton 1 Watford 1 0141 Let's hear from you What can we be expecting Hugh Keevans? Well no real end to the misery for St Mirren because the, the, the draw just leaves them and Dundee as you were For me, there's a crisis at Partick Thistle The results have gone against them at three different grounds today Falkirk have won, Alloa have won Partick Thistle are stuck in the middle uh, Having lost again Gary Caldwell, four played, all lost They're in crisis Because if Partick Thistle go down to the third tier of Scottish football There will be consequences and I wish them the very best, but they are in a downward spiral and something has to happen and soon. Right, we're going to look back on today's action and look ahead to tomorrow as well. So join us on the phones or on Twitter. First up tonight is Jenna, who is a Partick Thistle fan from Mary Hill. How bad was it, Jenna? Oh, it was disgraceful. They, they dominated the first half of the game. They played absolutely outstanding. And then to go on and lose a point at the end was just absolutely... Disaster To miss the, the penalty Blair Spittle I, oh, It's disgraceful honestly Yeah I mean Sometimes Jenna When you're down there And things aren't going your way You know Things like that happen You end up missing penalties And it just makes things So much worse It was, it was it, Even Sean McGinty uh, Was outstanding today um, For one of the The in, the Cali Fissel Players To Push, push one of the players about constantly and the ref not even seen that but obviously the line, linesman should have seen it do you know what I mean so it was just it was just disgraceful they should have won they should have won Jenna the, the, the thing you're always looking for when a new manager comes in because it can't happen overnight we all get that but you're just looking for a sign that it's heading in the right direction are you seeing that? aye aye they, you should, have, okay. they, should, have, they should have done they should have put that the goals away in the first half definitely but to go on and actually lost, that, lost the game at the end is just mm. Upsetting really Because I had my 14, 14 month old daughter there Who I take every single week And it's just a shame To see them missing Missing get, like missing out on the, the goals That are actually there in front of them Yeah Hugh Keevans Listen Jenna's not Is still seeing signs That, that things could be turned around But yeah. obviously um, it's, just, it's another sore one Yeah I mean the, the what, That's 13 games played Three of them have been won by Patrick Thistle Ten lost They have to turn this around because those who are round about them are starting to pick up points and they can't become detached. They have to get something on the board. I don't know the problem. 
They, you know, they've tried change of manager. They've had four consecutive defeats. They have players there who ought to be better than they are, but aren't showing that. Mm. Uh, so they're mired in mm. crisis, Patrick Thistle, and they're looking for that unusual thing, that 90th minute goal off somebody's backside that gets you a win that you didn't even mm. deserve. They're looking for something, anything, to turn this around. Yeah, it was Blair Spittle that missed the penalty. Ronnie Charters was obviously watching the rugby when he <laughs> fed that back to us. That was good of him to say that it was Chris Doolan, but Blair Spittle with the penalty saved. The worrying uh, thing for us. I was just going to ask Jenna, sometimes Jenna, it's a bad penalty, sometimes it's a good save. Which was it? It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. He should have, he should have put it away. Mm. The one thing I was going to say for Thistle is that Hugh, Hugh said the point there, they've got good players and you look at their squad and we chatted about it a few weeks ago that players that have played in the, in the top division in this country who should be doing better uh-huh. but have now or are now failing under two separate managers. Alan Archibald who, who led them to that terrific league position the previous season uh, two seasons ago And now A fresh idea Gary Caldwell a, a, a young manager Coming into the game With fresh ideas And the players are Are failing uh, Again So If I'm a Thistle fan Like Jenna I would be concerned Just now I'd be going Well How can we get the best Out of these guys Is it a case of You clear them out And bring other ones in In January But how many times Do we say That's almost impossible To do with contract situations see, see these you, days. See, when you look at it, just to remind people of the personnel and the offensive uh, options they had today, they had Mel's story, Manigan is a midfielder, Craig Slater, Spittle, Katongo uh, oh, oh and Doolan for the life of me I can't yeah, understand yeah. why they're at the bottom yeah. of the but again the Thistle, fans are, right. yeah, the Thistle fans are fed up hearing that because yeah. we know yeah. that it's not played on paper and the, the, what these guys have done before to be yeah. honest is, is so, well, so that's now. what I mean Woody do, do you get them all, all, all out and get other players in it's so difficult as a manager coming in where, when Gary Caldo has come in and I know he has to turn it around I know managers have to make an impact I'm just saying it is so difficult if these group of players Alex just read it what five six here yeah. they're not doing it and you're right the Thistle fans will be saying we're fed up here and that they're not doing it how do you get rid of them there's one for you as well see the point you make there Mark who's going to take these guys uh-huh. when they're second bottom of the championship and the, and the form they're on mm. that's, that's one of the hardest things in football is trying to get rid of players yeah, the, the only consolation if it is a consolation is that uh, They've been promised money Gary Caldwell has been promised money In the January window uh, He can bring in players But it's the damage to be done Between now And the January window That's important uh, Jenna Still confident That this can be turned around Or fearing the worst Yep No definitely I, I, I think it could get turned around Definitely We, we just can't blame the manager Because he's just uh, He's been put in a, yeah. a Difficult situation um, Obviously we Alan Archibald leaving so basically he just needs to try and turn the players around, get the players gone and just see where we go from there. Okay, thank you to Jenna and Mary Hill. Oh, sorry, on you go. I thought you were done. Because they have got quite a lot of good potential players there that, that can turn the games around in one point and then hopefully we can just climb and see where we end up. Mm. Hugh, I, th- I suppose the problem this afternoon, and Thistle fans, let's hear from you. Let's hear as many takes on what happened today and what's happening generally. 01419511025. The, the misery was compounded today by positive results for all their fellow strugglers. Yeah, Aloha yeah. won, that's the result which, which puts Thistle down a place. Um, and even Falkirk won as well, so it never rains but it pours. Yeah, and that's why you, you get the feeling that, you know, when you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're Patrick Thistle. 
uh, and they've got to get out of this. But Jenna sums up Scottish football: a fourteen-month-old child in this weather. That's she's a commitment. Got, yeah, she's got the child at the game because she wants her child to be like her, Partick Thistle through and through. And Ronnie Charles has put a picture on Twitter, Hugh, of of the. The symbolism attached to this The thistle scarf Lying on the turf At full time Somebody's had enough Off comes the scarf Onto the park well, it goes you know the, 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 Listen I, I don't wish to disrespect Other clubs But if Partick Thistle Go into the Third tier of Scottish football And find themselves Playing Breakenstrand Rar Stenhouse Muir and Forfar You know you, It's hard to sell that To the public having, They're better than that Having said that and, and, and I know it doesn't look Great at the moment But there's a long way to go And yeah. it, it, you know It's still It's still pretty tight Down there yeah. I mean I can see where Hugh's coming from Because it's been a bit of a poor run um, Still got to be too early to panic No, got, no, no absolutely No, listen, the thing is In the form in which they're showing Hugh spoke about it In terms of the losses They're not even grinding out a point I think no. that's one of the key things But uh, they've got six games between now And the January window Opening up Hugh And as you rightly said If they need to try and stay in the mix yeah. At the moment They can't afford to go to the bottom of the league Because one of the things is It's okay saying Right, let's get all these players out Who's going to come to a team at the bottom of the table? This is a long-running downward spiral. This is Partick Thistle in the top six of the Premiership, failing to win any of the five games that came after the split, going down a division, then mm. getting relegated and going down again. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, that doesn't bear thinking about. Well Callum's on says It was the best That Thistle have played This season And very unfortunate So maybe the performances Are getting there uh, And we'll hear from Gary Caldwell We hope Soon um, But let's hear from you 01419511025 Is the number you need And uh, Twitter It's At Clyde SSB We can do a number of things Between now and 6 o'clock We can look back On today's results Thistle fans uh, What about you St Mirren fans I mean a point today Which is Obviously a step In the right direction So are you encouraged or would you have preferred more against your fellow strugglers? Well, I'm sure you would have preferred more, but should you have got more against your fellow strugglers, Dundee? And then, of course, tomorrow, Livingston at home to Celtic early on and um, Rangers against Motherwell later. The reason I took a bit of a breath there, I'm just watching Charlie Austin on the television. Now, of course, we're in a radio studio, so we can't exactly have the volume up. That would be a bit rude. He is absolutely furious in a way that I've never seen a player be so furious in a post-match interview Hugh Keevans well, and I'm desperate to hear what he, what he has so to say it, it finishes up Southampton 1 Watford 1 at the end of the game he approaches the referee he keeps on going and I said to Alec and Mark if he doesn't get out of there soon he'll be red carded after the final whistle he's now going in to do the flash interview he looks for like television. he's arguing with the television yeah. reporter <laughs> does, who, who, who on the media staff at Southampton let, let him do this yes. interview you yeah, but, well, it looks as if his eyes Bloodshot Yeah it was bloodshot yeah. And there's kind of in, yeah. Inside his socket as well Anyway back to the big football Up here Liam is in Glasgow Liam what's um, Been going on with Partick Thistle today? Um, I've had enough with them but, uh, well, I was at the game I was at the game And it was It was absolute dire I've had enough Right, I mean, we just had one in saying that it was actually the best that they've played under under the new manager. Are you not, you're not buying that. Um, they've been they've been okay, but you know, second bomb, but need to score more goals. We could not start. What about the what about this penalty? Um, was it a bad penalty? Was it a good save? Which was um, it? It was. I think it was a poor penalty. 
the keeper done alright, but it was a poor penalty in my opinion. And it should be done better. So frustrating that, isn't it, guys? I mean, you're not you've not got any divine right to score every penalty you get, but when things aren't going your way and you just really need it, you mm. need something from somewhere. And you pass up that opportunity That's when As a fan like Liam You start to think Oh This is just never going to get better Yeah I can hear the frustration I, I can hear from Glasgow And uh, I wasted You know money To get in there Unfortunately, if you attend football matches, then there is no guarantee that the money you spend getting in will bring you happiness. So that's the nature of football. But it can't be both ways here. We have Liam saying, that's it, he's had it, he's done with it. He he thinks it was very poor. And someone else saying it was the best that Thistle had played in weeks. Well, it, Liam did then sort of admit that, right, okay, there, there were some sort of signs, but the overall picture he's feeling a bit fed up with. Well, the overall picture is never mind personalities, never mind who the manager is now and who the manager was back at the start of the season. The overall picture is 13 games played, three wins, 10 defeats. Oh, that is, that's shocking. Yeah. That's that top foot club, you know, we've had some poor defeats in there. Hmm. But, yeah, I think, I think. always next season, but they're now. Sometimes I can't even watch them Liam, you, you obviously see them and, and we don't been in here Who are the guys in particular that I mean, maybe blame is a strong word But who are the guys you're expecting a bit more from at the moment? It's probably the whole attack Just everyone up, up front Well, well, that's that, look, that's what I was going to say that's When you've got those one, nah, That's where games are won But you've got the names that Alex read out And guys like Katongo and Story And Blair Spittle you know, great set pieces and he's got good pace. You would be expecting more chances and more goals. You'd be expecting not to rely on a penalty kick getting you out of trouble. You'd expect guys like that to create chances for Katongo to score. Doesn't it sound like it's happening just now? So um, they need to do something about that. But I mean, Gary Caldwell's hands are, are probably tied just now until he can get somebody else in in January he needs to get the best out of these players right now we are going to hear from Stevie Clark but a bit of breaking news coming out of his press is that Stephen O'Donnell will pull out of the Scotland squad with a hamstring injury um, so that leaves Alex McLeish with a bit of a predicament Hugh because he's he's played him there um, in the last couple of games but then of course there was all that debate about you know what what system, system. he goes with yeah, yeah. and a lot of people wanted wanted a a four four two. They they want it. So so who plays it right back then? Well, because Callum Patterson can't. I mean, he's just played up front and scored for Cardiff again. Uh-huh. What what happens he, there he then? He could easy go back to, or does he just go to the, the the three and the five and then that's James Forrest's role as a, a right wing back? Well, he could easily put uh, Tierney uh, to right side, uh, similar to what uh, Gordon mm. Strachan did. I don't think Tierney was like out his depth or anything. I just thought when he got to the final third. Naturally he would just check back inside And then go and play from there with his left foot So he never actually got anything on the outside But in terms of defending And things he may well go that I'd, way I'd well. play Tierney right back and play Forrest in front of him So there you go, that's your solution for the, the final third Tierney will defend, nobody will go by him Doesn't matter if it's right or left Get the ball, get it to Forrest Let him do the attack Simple as that There you go I like man. it I don't know why I'm the Scotland manager 0141 I do 951-1025 on the phones And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter We're going to keep looking back on today's results We're going to hear from some of the managers involved as well And look ahead to tomorrow 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Duke Evans, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray are here and they are waiting to take your calls. 01419511025 on the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. We're going to hear from some of the managers involved today and look ahead to the fixtures tomorrow as well. Ian is a Celtic fan first up. What's your point tonight, Ian? Hi there, Gordon. Is it Mark? Hugh Alex, Alex, yes. And you? Yep. Good evening, guys. Well, I'd, I'd like to congratulate Scotland on winning the Open Test today against Fiji 54-17. But going to the football now, um, I think that's Hearts bubble bust now. Uh, when Celtic beat Livingston tomorrow, we go two points clear with a game in hand. And everything else falls into place because Celtic are playing brilliant football at the moment. What do you think, guys? Well, certainly Hearts are in a bit of bother. Well, seeing you sidestepped a bit about Fiji and Scotland right enough, oh, but carry on. Fiji and Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Give me peace. On you go. Uh, no, Hearts, uh, you know, they, they have hit that spell where it's one thing after another for them. Celtic gave them two monumental beatings, League and Cup. Uh, the, the, the Hibs game, 0-0. They've had this today, uh, which is a... Tremendous result for Stevie Clark, but a bad one for Craig Levine. I would have to say, Ian, that I joined in the congratulations for Hearts because they gave us a terrific start to the season. They made everybody have to up their game. So they will have to contend with what's going on now and see if they can come back. But at the moment, there's no need for me to tell you the form team in Scotland is Celtic. And if this does not incentivise them against Livingston tomorrow, then there's something far wrong. Uh, but it's for Hearts now to gather themselves again and see if they can come back. Here we said about four or five weeks ago that the run that Hearts had to take on, you remember they had Celtic twice, one mm-hmm. in the league, one in the cup. Then they had Hibs, they had uh, Rangers as well. They have come through that spell and it hasn't been a fruitful one for them. But in their defence... It's okay with Rangers and Celtic losing players, but when you have Hearts losing the players in the calibre of Suter, Berra, Naismith, who was the top scorer uh-huh, in Scotland uh-huh. at that time, uh, domestically, Ekpiazu. yeah, at that becomes too much. For me, and because oh, they were playing against the bigger teams, so over the coming weeks when they're playing the the lesser teams, if you like, that may well give a better barometer whether they can keep up some sort of little challenge. I was never convinced that Hearts did have a, a genuine challenge. Never convinced. I, I think they had a... A real good start to the season Especially a team that brought in Was it something like 13 or whatever new signings I was impressed with them I never thought they could sustain it And it's for that reason alone Because to sustain a challenge Against Celtic You need to have strength and depth That will last you the full season Not for 8 games Not for 10 games For the full season And as soon as you pick up one or two Now Alright Hearts may have been unlucky That is Huge players for them but even if you go, maybe if Herring get injured or Lee get injured for them, I still think that would have a huge bearing on Hearts. And that's the difference between Celtic guys like Scott Brown getting injured. They can put and, Callum and McGregor Cham, there. Yeah. And Cham injured, you can bring in Ryan Christie and the quality is still there. Ian thinks that Hearts' bubble has burst. Kenny the Jambo disagrees, Kenny. I totally disagree with that bubble bursting, you know what I mean? Chug... Yeah. Hang your head in shame. Hold your head in shame. No, I, listen, we all know what's happened with Hearts the last few weeks. Uh, we can all rip into them with the, the Celtic semi-final, the, the Celtic in the, in the league. I think they've been very, as Alex said, I think they've been very unfortunate. Uh, 
I, I don't think the bubble's burst. Celtic's bubble burst at the start of the season, we could say that. But, you know, what? once they get the players back, the second half of the season is always good. Uh, and I think it's been great for the league. Well, that's the way I made the point, Kenny, that uh, I joined in the, the praise for Hearts for giving the season a high-octane start because it got everybody on their toes thinking about their jobs and what they had to do. Uh, so I take no pleasure in seeing Hearts get one beating after another at the moment. But as I said, you have to get over the injuries. They've happened. They can't be brought back. Uh, and it's now for Hearts to, to go again, as they say. I suppose that, Kenny, I suppose the real sign will be on on what sort of consistent basis can Hearts keep picking up wins against the so-called lesser sides? Because I know it feels like they're on a bit of a run at the moment, but let's be honest, there's no shame in losing to Celtic. There was then the draw against Hibs in the Edinburgh Derby. And yes, again, a home defeat is going to be a sore one. But Kilmarnock can do that to you But between now perhaps And, and that busy festive period Kenny we'll, we'll perhaps find out a bit more about Hearts Well, well I, I, you're right You're right But I, what you're forgetting is uh, The home win against Aberdeen uh, Yeah 2-1 that's right You know what I mean the, the, uh, Aberdeen winning against Hibs last night I mean mm-hmm. I, I'm fit by daft When it comes to games being on I'm pulling every single one of them And rooting for all teams When it comes to Celtic and Rangers in Europe But when it comes to I'm just enjoying football. You know, I, I, I didn't get to go as many times as I would like to, but I'm, in, I'm totally enjoying all the games this season. It's been great for our country. You're quite right. Uh, and it's right to praise Kilmarnock tonight as they go third, but it's right to praise right at St Johnston uh, <laughs> because what a job Tommy's done uh, with five, defeat, uh, five wins on the bounce now. Uh, so... There's so much about this season to get uh, enthused about. Hearts started it. Hearts have now hit a blip. Hearts have to come again. You want to praise Kilmarnock? Let's hear from Stevie Clark. It was important that we bounced back. It was important we got back to good defensive habits. Clean sheet. If we get a clean sheet, we've always got a player who can nick a goal for us. Two league debutants, a clean sheet for one of them and a goal for the other one as well. Not bad, eh? Somebody made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a selection thing in goal? In, in goal? Jamie, have a knock? No, no, uh, Jamie's fine. Just, he was on the bench. It was just a, a manager's decision that sometimes you have to make these calls. Uh, we've had Daniel in since August. He's been fantastic. Worked really hard in training. Uh, deserved a start. And showed today everybody that he can be a very good goalkeeper in the future. How pleasing was it to see Ross take his chance and then score a goal as well? Yeah, it's good for Ross. Uh, got to be very patient when you're understudy right back to the to Scotland international. So he's been very patient. He waited on his chance. I thought he took it. I thought he was excellent. Defended well and got forward to get his all important goal. He's on a short-term contract, Steve. Is, is that something that you'll you'll look at with him? As obviously he's only got maybe a couple of months left. No, it's something that's ongoing. There's pretty much a lot of the players here are short-term contracts because if somebody comes with an offer, they'll be gone. So it depends depends how you look at it. So no, no, it's, it's something that's ongoing. We'll, we can discuss that later in December. A lot of games still to go, and as far as I know, Ross is really happy here. And if we can do something in the future, that's what we'll do. If it's better for Ross, or if he decides in January, maybe he's got other clubs after him in January as well. It's a it's a win-win for him. Is he injured? Stephen O'Donnell injured. Stephen injured uh, Hamstring injury And in training Through the week uh, I would say 99.9% Out for Scotland
Successful management is about strong decision making. And Stevie Clark took the decision to leave out a goalkeeper who had just been brought into the Scotland squad and replace him with someone who hadn't played a league game for Kilmarnock. Now, he clearly felt there were flaws in Jamie McDonald's last performance against Aberdeen and he has reacted. And that strong decision making has resulted in Kilmarnock winning against Hearts at Tynecastle. Therefore, the manager was right. Yeah, I have to say, listen, bringing in Backman, he says he needed an opportunity to see him as well. It's proven to be right. And as you said earlier on, Hugh, young Ross Millen and his yeah. boy getting the winning goal and all that will do his confidence the world to good. But I think when you look over the, you know, Stuart been out, you know, Brophy been out as well, uh, Jones on the wing, you're Jamie McDonald, your number one goalkeeper sitting in the bench, and you realise that they're going and getting results like this at a team at Hearts who are still currently top of the table. Oh. It's a remarkable three points for uh, yeah. Stevie Clark's. We hear about the big teams doing squad rotation and we're going great, but now Kilmarnock yeah. seem to be doing it. And it's quite an odd thing for a team, you know, out with Celtic or Rangers to rotate the squad and get a positive result. But it just shows you the confidence Steve Clark has in the rest of his squad, not just the 11 he picks every week. And then confirmation from Stevie Clark 99.9%, he says, the chance that Stephen O'Donnell pulls out of that Scotland squad as they meet up uh, probably tomorrow, Monday maybe. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, That's pretty certain I would say again, <laughs> I like those odds <laughs> Stevie Clark got the manager of the year award Last season And didn't do a full season And many people said that, that can't be right But look at the quality of this guy's work He is doing a remarkable job Because if ever I looked at a club That was going nowhere in particular It was Kilmarnock Low attendances Apathy in the town some people supported Kilmarnock. Mm. A lot of people get out of the town to go and see Celtic and Rangers play. They're going nowhere at all until sure. Stevie Clark got there. Charlie's a Rangers fan on the line. What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow, Charlie? I'll leave a point to Alec, please. Mm-hmm. Alec. Hi, Charlie. Hey, well, see my opinion be Rangers or no? Right, I'm going to the game tomorrow. Yeah. Right? I call them the rugby team, Motherwell. Right? So... Playing them no more, and I think they're going to be maybe red cards and all the rest of it. And uh, I think we'll get beat no more or a draw. Uh, the only two players, or you know, three players, who I believe are playing in the team now is McGregor, right? Candias, who's not even going to be there tomorrow. And I was the uh, Morelis' biggest critic, but he's started playing now. So there are only three players in that team who are trying to leg. The rest of them. I don't know what's wrong with them They just don't see me trying at all Well listen if you, Char- Charlie If you go back to the midweek game and, and you try and take it from a year ago You look at the performance in Luxembourg It was absolutely pathetic One of the worst results that I've witnessed For a Rangers team in Europe They go over to Russia midweek Now I don't think uh, Spartak Moscow were a top class outfit By any stretch of imagination But one of the things that have been labelled for Rangers In the last couple of weeks is They've really struggled to create anything if you take the points on the other day, three goals, a goal that should have stood as well, four goals away from home, they need to try and replicate that in the league. So tomorrow, Gresda will probably come in to the fold, I would imagine. And young Middleton will probably get a start on the left-hand side. So, But you're absolutely right in what you say about Morelos. I think he's got 14 goals so far this season, which mm. is uh, it's not far off the tally that he hit last year. And we're only about three months or so, four months into the season. So it's just a case of Rangers coming back and getting the, the, the three points because... As you rightly said, Motherwell, the one great thing about Motherwell is they can mix it up 
uh, they're very direct it, it, I've seen the wee boy Turnbull scoring a couple of pile drivers in the last couple of weeks so he has ability to score for goals as well so it's about getting back from a European trip from the Rangers point of view and maximising what you can and ultimately if they don't get the three points this will be looked upon as a really uh, bad day in the office What makes you think there'll be red cards Charlie? Surely Rangers will be able to keep it in check will they not? No, I don't think so. Is there multiple players that are no one? Oh, it was Mullow you meant, right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, don't don't get sucked in, Charlie. You, Charlie, just out of curiosity, have you had a look at the fair play table this season? No. Go and check out. Give us a call back. Tell us what you think. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good man, Charlie. Just winding you up, Charlie and Airdrie. Uh, 01419511025 on the phones. You can tweet at Clyde SSB. Partick Thistle fans, you must be back in the car now, or perhaps even home already. Listen to this The thoughts of your manager Following yet another defeat A defeat at home to Inverness Give us a call Do you agree or disagree With his post-match assessment? Yeah, that's football uh, Very frustrating But said to the players Extremely proud of them uh, That's how I want to see the team play With energy uh, Attacking A desire to, to go and win a game And gave, gave absolutely everything For this football club today And Whilst we are bitterly disappointed uh, in terms of where we were this time last Saturday, it's a bit of progress and, and we have to build on that uh, to, to keep changing, to, to ultimately win, win a game that will, that will give them the belief to go and win more games. Penalty must just show the luck of the clubs having it at the moment. Yeah, you make your own luck and we have to keep working hard to, to change that. Uh, but we had a big week this week in terms of the, the culture within this club and the the spirit within the club and I think we made progress and, and I think you could see that with the performance that we made progress they were together, they gave everything uh, some individual performances were excellent and, and the character of each player was, was shown today so we have to build on that next week and I said to them it's, it's only us that can change it You know, we can't you know, wish for anyone else or, or hope something bad happens to anyone else in terms of their results we have to keep working hard to, to change the, the run we're on the system seemed to work well, Gary. Two, you know, two strikers were a nuisance all day, weren't they? They were, yeah. But I actually said to the players before the game, you know, that it's, it's, it's desire I want to see, it's commitment, uh, and I think whatever formation we played today, the, their attitude and their mentality to the game was was first class, and uh, you know they have to keep believing in that and keep providing that uh, or producing that every day, uh, and then take it into matches. Partick Thistle fans agree or disagree with the thoughts there of Gary Caldwell 01419511025 let us know and we'll look ahead to tomorrow as well next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors get the result you deserve talk to thompsons.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans are here with me Gordon Duncan uh, we're going to try and hear from as many managers as we can before we go tonight but still uh, lots to get through the last one we heard from was Gary Caldwell Raymond is a Thistle fan from Mulgai what did you make of it Raymond? Uh, well, I just thought that Gary's assessment of the match was not the fans' assessment in the stand because I've been going every single week, week in, week out. Uh, and today, the first half is the best I've seen all season. But the second half, I don't know what he said to them, but it was a complete and utter collapse the second half. I, felt, I just felt as though we weren't at the races at all. And I just felt that people, again, I hate to blame anybody, but Chris Fielding just... 
he's not getting to balls, he's not going in for tackles. I've been saying it all season, him and Erskine, he didn't play Erskine today, obviously, but, uh, you know, these kind of guys, I think it's time they've had their day. They've been good players, good servants, but they're not good enough to be at Thistle anymore. And I think that if we continue the way we're going, we're going to end up in the lower divisions and that's going to be a nightmare for everybody. I've been to every game and I just can't see daylight coming at all. The problem is, Raymond, the problem is, Raymond, that there's nothing you can do about whether it's Doolan or Erskine or Spittle or anybody else until January. And vitally important matches between now and then have to be negotiated. And is there a crisis of confidence or is that just a cliche? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's definitely a crisis. You know, people, you can see there's tentativeness around the players at times on the park. I, I think, as somebody says, it's not going your way. It's, it's Grimsville for everybody, you know, they're really struggling. But I'm just, I can't see where any chance of wins going to come. I, I go every week with my son and I, I just, I've never felt this bad in a long time going to watch this one. The other thing I just want to say before I go is that I buy a season ticket every season. Uh, but I, they've not brought any players in that I can see. They've not paid money for anybody that I'm aware of. Uh, and everybody we've brought in, they're all injured and whatever else. And I know Gary's had four games, uh, so I don't judge him on those four games, really. You know, I think he's struggling with the squad we've got and the way we are. But, you know, I think unless something happens in January, I certainly will reconsider. It'll be a match-by-match for me. I wouldn't put my money in my pocket for a season ticket to get nothing. Uh, for my cash, you know, because I don't feel as though they've invested at all. Well, there's a the women and everyone at the club. Yeah, I think they put out a statement last week, you know, and I don't know what the idea is, but it's not helping the fans at all. Everybody's sick of it. I think Jackie Lowe has said that there will be funds made available to Gary Corwell in the January transfer window, but uh, we'll need to wait and see what the position is by then. Uh, it just seems to me that, as Raymond said at the very start of his call. The way that Raymond and other Patrick Thistle supporters feel was not reflected in what Gary Caldwell had to say after the game. Now, if Gary Caldwell believes implicitly in every word that he said there uh, about the future, then Patrick Thistle will be okay. But if some of what Gary was saying there is PR work in order to try and pull the wool over the fans' eyes, it's not working. Well, he's... He's tried a, a number of methods now, Hugh, after these games, and he's only been here a short time. You know, a couple of weeks ago, he came in in his press conference and said he tore strips off the players and he wanted them to know how he felt and it wasn't good enough for Thistle. And today, he's came in, he didn't do the press last week, obviously, and today he's come in and it's the opposite approach that he was happy with him, perhaps trying to give a bit of confidence because there's one thing for sure, crisis of confidence, you. It's not a cliche It can rip your full squad apart It can bring the best goal scorer down to his knees The best players down to eight bang average players And I'm talking in the world And the Partick Thistle players aren't the best players in the world We all know that So when they're suffering mm. from, from a, lack of, a lack of confidence They're in real trouble And it's how you turn that round is the big, the big question Okay, thank you to Raymond in Mulgai. Let's get the post-match thoughts of Martin Canning. A four-nil defeat for Hamilton at St Johnson today. A bit disappointed. Um, I think second best all over the park, right for the first whistle. We don't give ourselves an opportunity to even get into the game, uh, and it's disappointing because obviously yes, St Johnson are going well, but 
we didn't make it difficult for them at all. We've turned up and we've rolled over and we've lost the game, which is really disappointing from my point of view. You're left wondering how they can go for what they did last week. To, I've just said that in the changing room. I've just said, how does that happen? What's the what's the what's the thing there that that you can be really on point one game one week and then the next week we seem to lack focus concentration. Nothing's different tactically. You're doing the same things and. Just, uh, just mentally, we need to switch on and be, and be ready to compete. That's the biggest thing. I say it all the time: compete. In this league, the team that usually that competes the hardest will win the game, or will give us a good chance of winning the game. Because in terms of the qualities of the teams, there's very little between the teams. But if one team's bang at it and the other team's half a yard off it, then that team will win the game, and that's what's happened today. You know, two goals that you lost in the first half came quite close together. I mean. First one, maybe the keeper can do better, and then the second one a deflection. It's mistakes again. It's mistakes, individual making mistakes, and that's as a manager, you can you just got to motivate them, keep them going, and then get them going again. And we will, and we've always done it well, and we'll do it again. Um, but we can't we can't give teams cheap goals. Obviously, the first one we we'll need to see it back, but I think Woodsy can do better. Um, the second one's a big deflection, uh, and the fourth one's a complete and utter stupid mistake again. So it's like three of the goals are absolutely avoidable, but that doesn't excuse the performance because. Let's be honest, they probably could have scored one or two more. It's not, it's not as if I'm saying we lost bad goals and that's why we've lost the game. We were terrible and that's why we've lost the game. How are you assessing the situation at the bottom after today, Hugh? Uh, I thought Martin Canning's assessment of what happened was right on the money. They were, in his eyes, night and day away from last weekend's performance and have lost for that reason. So he is not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. He sees a team who are capable of better, but who can, on other occasions, simply fall apart. So Hamilton Ackies are in the mix, along with St Mirren and Dundee. Mm -hmm. Perhaps not as bereft of confidence as St Mirren and Dundee at this time, but they are in the mix with them. And the incentive for Motherwell at Ibrooks tomorrow is to try and get any points they can because they could be in the mix as well Brian is an Aberdeen fan from Dumbarton what about this recent turnaround for your team Brian ah, it's starting to look a bit positive it's a bit scrappy and nerve wracking but I'll take a scrappy nerve wracking one nothing every single time um, but I'm wanting to make a promise to Mr Keevans okay. we beat the Selic in the cup final I'm coming up there I'm going to winch your face off Ooh, <laughs> no one needs you're to see that it. you're getting me man I'm coming up there for a smooch well thank heavens there's no possibility of that happening oh <laughs> come on don't be saying that do you not think with their recent exploits that they'll start to tire no, the, well, Think very carefully about this prediction there, there was, I know, I know. There's there was, quite a uh, promise on the line from Brian there were, I think there were real signs of Celtic tiring on Thursday night When they took a team from the Bundesliga and beat them 2-1 uh, So they've only scored 27 goals and lost 2 in their last 7 matches So yeah, I think tiredness and indeed fatigue Are a major problem for Celtic at the minute <laughs> The key will kiss a death Thanks Shug I'll see you on cup final day Puck it up big man <laughs> It was wee man a minute ago Now it's big man uh, But Brian what about what's, On a sort of serious note What's been the, the key In the last couple of weeks then I, mean, I know Gary Mackay Stevens Taking a bit of the plot The plot that's certainly For the goal last night And so on Is, is there anything in particular That's changed? I, th- I think the whole team Are just digging in um, Fighting for each other um, A bit more of a cohesive unit Than they have been The start of the season And Previous seasons, but the Aberdeen way is, of course, to show lots of signs of promise and then fall at an easy hurdle. So, 
I'm no holding my breath completely, but fingers Conf- crossed. Confidence, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, confidence, you know, you go into the going to the Rangers game at Hamden and you're looking at the league table and you're looking at everyone running about you and you go, don't fancy Aberdeen at all. They end up winning that and it just seems like the full squad is lifted, the full club is lifted from that. And that's how you end up You end up picking points up You know Maybe last night If that game doesn't go your way You know The Rangers game Don't get your way Maybe you don't get the points Last night But you end up getting A scrappy 1-0 win It's just belief And Gary McKay Stephen Maybe when they've taken on That shot You know It's just It just changes a club round And Aberdeen Have had it right At a good time just now Because A few weeks ago We chatted about it At the start of the show The table mm-hmm. Wasn't looking great for them But now it's, it's certainly looking bright What are you making of Lewis Ferguson Brian? A uh, revelation I hope he remains fit For the remainder of the season And I hope they get him Tied down For at least another Two or three seasons minimum It's good to see you Creep into the top six It's a positive sign He's at Definitely. the wind up now isn't he? He's at the wind up No doubt about it He's got a cheeky look in his eye Brian I think it was that promise of a kiss yeah, He's blushing uh, Brian He's blushing He certainly is uh, Alex but yeah guys like Lewis Ferguson yeah. um, Revelation was the word Brian used yeah. um, But it's encouraging to see yeah, Listen I think the, he's starting to come of age You look at his performances in the last couple of weeks uh, As well as the goals But I, th- I think it all stems for me They, they have a, a nucleus now at the back Devlin and McKenna Joe Lewis Very and, solid aren't they? Listen they're, they're Old fashioned, they don't hang about, uh, defend the way it should be. Uh, you've got Shinny in the middle of the park with young Ferguson, and then it's just they need to get their, their strikers going, Gordon, effectively. If they could get them going, they'd be formidable. But in terms of gra- grafting and grinding out a result, Aberdeen are absolutely doing brilliantly, and four wins in the bounce now is impressive. If only they weren't behind Hearts, Celtic, Rangers, Kilmarnock, St Johnson, everything would be fine. I think you've rattled him. Um, um, that's an <laughs> interesting choice of words, that's not really what I meant. Anyway, um, moving swiftly on, Brian. Um, yeah, Hugh Evans, <laughs> see us out, please. Well, if you are a St Mirren fan, you're happy to see your team at least get a goal and a point, but the misery continues at the bottom for St Mirren and Dundee. And on the subject of misery and being at or near the bottom, it's crisis time at Partick Thistle. It is 13 games played, 3-1, 10 lost, and Partick Thistle have divided fan opinion. Some think it's about to improve, others are throwing scarves onto the track. That's football, as Gary Caldwell said. Thank you to Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray for joining me, Gordon Duncan. Thanks to the top team all around the grounds as well. And as always, your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, calling and tweeting. We can do it all over again tomorrow. We're on air at quarter to 12. Don't miss it. GBX is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com.